Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner Man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, get all my notifications here for this channel. Let's get to 4,000 subscribers, folks. We're almost there, about, I don't know, 180 people short. Hit that subscribe button. Get me up to 4,000, folks. Helps me out a lot. Um, I lost a bet to Texas Football Talk. They got to 4,000 before me. Um, anyways, folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast, whether it's Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, like, comment, subscribe, means a ton as well. Um, but today, folks, we're here to go over this week two game recap, Texas versus Alabama, the great thriller, uh, where it came down to the last second, basically, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Bryce Young drives Alabama with about 90 seconds left to get the game winning field goal. Um, to to win that game 20 to 19. Uh, now, let's be honest. Nobody gave Texas a chance in this game. I think they were 21 and a half point underdogs in this game. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about on the other side of talking about our sponsors. First sponsor, folks, is from BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com. Use the promo code Nino's Corner or just click the link in the descriptions down there. Get 125% sign up bonus, folks. That's free money. Use it. Football season's here, college football, pro football. We got UFC fights. We got all of it here. Baseball still going on. Hey, use that promo code. Get some free money. Bet. Do your thing. Make some money. Next sponsor, folks, is Manscaped. Hey, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Nino's Corner. And guess what, folks? You're going to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Okay, free worldwide shipping and 20% off. Again, using the promo code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com come but folks you guys are here for the week two game recap of texas versus alabama let's talk about this game and just the what ifs um texas played an outstanding game like i said 21 and a half point underdogs uh to alabama i think a lot of people thought that alabama was going to run away with this game a lot of texas fans thought that bama was going to run away with this game all the alabama fans thought that uh bama was going to run away with this game and that wasn't the case. Texas did their thing. I think the thing that people were most worried about with Texas was the offensive line and how that line was definitely going to look against those two ends. And Sark did some great things, but we're going to talk about that on the stat side of the house. We're going to show my screen and look how I break down the plays from the personnel side of the house as well. But just to give you a little glimpse, Sark used some jumbo packages um, using, Andre, using Andre Carrick as an extra tight end to basically have an extra offensive lineman in the game. And it worked very successfully in the passing game here for Texas. Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, the, um, in the passing game, they were kind of neutralized folks. And I was, I was very surprised with that. They made some uncharacteristic mistakes because I think they were frustrated that they could not do uh, the normal things that uh, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner are used to doing. Will Anderson had a play where he pushed um, Sanders in the back, you know, JT Sanders, JT Sanders caught a ball, I think, for like ne- like negative one or two yards, um, falls down. Will Sanders comes and just shoves him in the back, folks, for no reason. 15-yard penalty. He was frustrated because he could not get to uh, the quarterback and the running back as well. Great blocking, by the way, by that Texas offensive line, man. Uh, but getting back to that play when Anderson uh, pushed down uh, Sanders. What I love most about that play was Christian Jones. Christian Jones came in, 
pushed Will Sam, pushed Will Anderson, got all in his grill. Basically said, don't you ever do that to my dude. That's my guy. Don't do that. That's showing the level of fight, the level of playing for each other that this team has. And it was wonderful to see. That was probably the best moment of the game for me because it showed the cohesion that this team has. Last year, I don't think we would have saw that. You know, guys are playing for themselves. Guys are playing um, not not confident and comfortable in the system, new system. Um, so they didn't know how to feel. Guys are bought in now. I think, I think we got to see this play out throughout the season. Guys are starting to buy in. You're seeing the play. Now it's about you play to this level against the number one team in the country who many think are going to run away with the championship. Now you got to continue to bring that same effort, that same nastiness, that same uh, just tenacity against UTSA. Don't let this be one of those games that gets you down when it, when it doesn't have to be. Um, but let's talk about the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line, Kelvin Banks Jr., Cole Hudson. Um, those are, are the two true freshmen that are starting, Kelvin Banks Jr. at the left tackle. Then you go down to the, to the left guard, folks. You had Hayden Connor, had a really good game as well. Jake Majors, good game. Cole Hudson, good game. Christian Jones, good game. That offensive line was so good, you barely heard their names, folks. You barely heard their names. You didn't hear it at all. I think you heard it one time when Hayden Connor had a, uh, had a block that they said was a cheap block. But guess what? Texas got all that yardage back in the next play. I think it was the first and 17 after the penalty. I think Texas got a 22-yard play um, to erase all that, and uh, they end up going in to get a field goal in that drive. Should have had a touchdown, but it's a pass interference call in the end zone um, that did not get called against J.T. Sanders, which we'll talk about these penalties here later on as well. But the line was great. Cal Flood, and Cal Flood I trust. That's a flood watch out there, baby. He did his thing with that offensive line. They looked amazing, and we're going to talk about that too when we get to the personnel and the stat side of the house. Now, um, one thing I do want to talk about is Quinn Ewers. Quinn was on fire, and we're going to talk about that too in the stat side of the house. Prior to him going out in that first quarter, he was out playing Bryce Young, and I think it was pretty evident. Um, but to be honest with you, Quinn had more passing yards, if I'm not mistaken, more passing yards going into the fourth quarter than anybody else in that game. That was including Hudson Card, including Bryce Young. But guess what? He didn't even play in the second or third quarter. He didn't finish the first quarter, and he had more passing yards than anybody in this game. Quinn was on a mission. I think Sark has his quarterback, and I, and I think we see how this offense can be and light up as the game goes on and as the season goes on as well. A couple of plays from the offensive side of the ball that, that stood out to me. Xavier Worthy is usually always sure-handed, but he dropped that touchdown in the end zone. Um, what could have been? I mean, that was a four-point swing there. Perfectly thrown ball by uh, Quinn. Too Worthy, he dives, he gets the ball. I mean, that's a, that's a catch X-Men usually makes. Uh, but, you know, for our All-Americans, for our, our players that w- we know shine, hey, it happens. It happens. Players miss up too, man. Players miss up too. So uh, not holding anything against X-Men. X-Men is that guy. Um, and, and, and he's going to be one of those guys that's, that's, that's going to be needed here throughout the season and be a necessary, uh, you know, asset to this team. One of the best players, if not, the, if not the best talent on this team, he's definitely one of them. Uh, so I'm not worried about X-Men. Very intrigued by Jordan Whittington and how he was the go-to guy for Quinn and also Hudson, kind of like the safety valve there. Looks like Alabama came in and did some great things to, to try to uh, neutralize and take away what was on film with J.T. Sanders. Um, but Jordan Whittington stepped up, caught some good balls here in this game. One thing that I said, the 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 keys for victory for Texas was I said that the offensive line had to do well, and they did. Um, Quinn had to have 
excellent ball placement. He did. He had excellent ball placement. Those were two of the th- those are two things that I thought needed to happen. And the third thing, folks, was how was Texas going to mentally um, get up for this game after something bad happens? Uh, you know, we'll talk about the defense side of the ball here pretty soon. But Texas mentally was very prepared for this game. They were physical, just like Alabama. They fit in just perfectly fine. And I thought they looked just as good as Bama when it came step for step and stride for stride. Um, so, yeah, the Texas offense looked good. Um, had, a, had a couple injuries on that side of the ball. Quinn, of course, going out in the first quarter. And then Bijan also banging up his shoulder. Um, he's going to be day-to-day as well from what Sark said in his press conference today. Uh, Quinn is, quote-unquote, day-to-day as well. Um, and um, Hudson Carr, who came in and had a valiant effort, uh, basically hobbled on one leg here, folks. Had a 20-yard run on one leg, guys. I mean, he hobbled down that field. Any guy that that's any other quarterback that isn't the athlete that Hudson Card is, especially with his background of playing wide receiver at Lake Travis before going to the quarterback position, probably doesn't make that play. But Hudson Card's a lot of guts. A lot of guts, man. A lot of guts, man. So got to give it up to Hudson Card. He also threw a beautiful ball to X-Man. Um, where is he going? Uh, yeah, he threw a beautiful ball to X Man. Alabama's defensive back grabbed on his shoulder pad, hopped up, and tried to intercept the ball. Typical, that was pass interference. A call that the Texas, uh, well, a call that the Big 12 refs didn't make, along with that other pass interference call in the end zone on JT Sanders that wasn't called as well. Um, so yeah, Texas got the raw end of the deal on a few calls here. Um, however, Texas was in this game, had opportunities to win the game five times in the red zone, only one touchdown that has to shore up. But let's talk about the defensive side of the ball now. One of the things I was most intrigued about was how is this defensive line going to stack up against Alabama's offensive line? Talking to uh, Jan Sports and uh, Ty from um, ATS Sports and also my boy Steven from FP. Uh, We talked earlier this week, man. And we said that the weakness of Alabama's team is their cornerbacks on defense and also their interior offensive line. Um, well, mainly their, their offensive line as a whole. Um, so I was really just just wanting to see how that Alabama offensive line was going to do against our defensive line or vice versa, actually. How our defensive line was going to go against a no-kidding, uh, prototypical uh, SEC criminal crap offensive line. Our, our defensive line held up very well. Byron Murphy, dog, did his thing. Very, very good play when he ran down um, Bryce Young to get him from getting that first down. They had to end up punting the ball in that third down. I think it was a third nine. I think they got seven yards. Uh, Coburn pushing people in the backfield all night. Great leverage. Way to go, big boy. Uh, Vernon Brighton. I mean, just, just, just great play all the way around. Um, man, sweat with the with the safety in the end zone that wasn't called Bryce Young's shin was down. That was a safety BS call by the refs. That, that was not a rough in the passer or a targeting call there on demo BS call. That should have been a safety in the end zone. I think anybody with eyes sees that. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about that play anymore. Um, but the defense held up very well. Jamison almost had another pick. The shark almost had another pick. He was right there. Um, but that was a, Risk, uh, that was a high risk, high reward kind of play because the risk was Jamison got in the mess up situation, and now he's day to day also on, on the defensive side of the ball. But the beauty of this is seeing the depth of this team. We got to see Jameer Johnson come in. 
as a true freshman, came in and did great things. I think Sark said he played about 15 to 15 plus plays this game. Played outstanding. Played outstanding. Was always in position to make the play. Played very physical. Ryan Watts did his thing, man. Ryan Watts is a big dude, man. 6'3, what, 205, 210, somewhere around there. Very physical. Upper body strength. Awesome. He was able to jam receivers. He was able to tackle really well in open space. And when hey, and, I, and I'm gonna talk about that. Tackling in open space. Something this team did not do well last year. A lot of missed tackles last year. And yes, missed tackles are part of the game, folks. However, if you are gonna miss the tackle, is your team swarming to the ball carrier, to the ball? to assure that, that the guy gets down and doesn't get an extra yard. And that's something that Texas has done a lot this year, man. So excited to see how this team is tackling. Anthony Cook tackles great in space. Uh, Thompson, great tackler in, you know, in space. Um, Ryan Watts, great tackler in space. Uh, Barron, great tackler in space. Another guy who shored up and tackled really good, especially in that second quarter on, Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford, man, props to you, homie. You did your thing today, man. You did your thing in this game. I think it was the leading tackler in the team. Had a sack. I think uh, one sack and one one and a half tackles for loss, I think, if not more. But uh, just, just a wonderful game by him um, as well. Um, so the defense showed up, folks. They played physical. They showed up. And now I think this team understands that they can play with anybody in the country if they put their mind to it. And that's that mental aspect that I talked about in the um, – in the podcast that we had with uh, Ty and Jans and Steven was that how was Texas going to, be, going to respond once they got punched in the mouth? And guess what Texas did? They started punching people back in the mouth. And that's what I love to see. Um, this was a statement game. This was a statement game. This was, wasn't a signature game because we didn't win the game, but this was a statement game. This was a put it on the film game. This is a game that people understand that this is the kind of ball that Texas likes to play and the kind of ball that Coach Sarkeesian wants to play. Shout out to Coach PK, man. Everybody was down on you last year. Um, people still didn't know what to feel about you this year when it comes to this team and how they were going to just respond. Shout out to you, Coach PK. You and your defense did an amazing job of, 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 of calling this game. Shout out to Gary Patterson, too, for helping out and putting in those, those game plans with that defensive staff. Awesome game plan. We came up one point short, but it is what it is. Coach PK said his goal was 20 points or less the entire season last year. That didn't happen last year, folks. But this year, we're on a good track. Uh, 10 points to ULM, 20 points to Alabama. Coach PK is doing his part by only allowing 20 points or less in both the games here. But, folks, let's get into these stats, man. Let's get into these stats. Let me share my screen here. And we're going to talk about some of these stats here and yeah, we'll just get straight into it, folks. Let's get into the personnel side of the house, folks. Well, first off, let's just get into the game. So if you take a look here, folks, you'll see with the team, um, Texas, um, when it comes to to a total plays, uh, 66 total plays for Texas, uh, 62 for Alabama, um, Texas was more even 54 and a half percent past, uh, pass rate to 45 and a half percent run rate. Uh, Alabama went 66% pass rate, 34, 35% rate on the, on the run rate. Um, guys, I think that's what Texas probably would have went to if Quinn would have, you know, like still been in the game. Alabama did a great job of, you know, basically slowing down Bijan and Rojo when it comes to the, um, to the running game. They did an outstanding job of that. 
But in doing that, um, Texas probably could have passed just a, just a tad bit more. And on the flip side, Texas did a great job of stopping the Oklahoma run, especially after that 81-yard run that they had. Um, I say Oklahoma. I'm sorry, Alabama run. Now, after that play, Alabama tried to establish the run just a little bit more, and they couldn't. So they abandoned the run totally and put the ball in their Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback's hands, and he, come, and he came up and actually won the game. Now, folks, if you go down to this next line, let's talk about the SPs and the XPs. SPs, folks, are successful plays. So when you see an SP, that's a that's a successful play. When you see an SPR, like you see here, that's a successful play rate. So, folks, a successful play is um, enough yards to keep the keep the uh, the uh, down going. So on first down, folks, getting at least fifty percent of the yardage on first down. Second down, getting at least seventy percent of the yardage on the second down needed to get a first down. And on third and fourth down, it's getting hundred percent of that yardage. That's what I call a successful play. So on the run side of the house, Texas had 10 successful run plays out of 30, um, basically a 33% uh, SPR. Alabama had seven out of 21, the same 33 and a third SPR percentage for Texas and Alabama. And on the SPR passing side of the house, Texas was 50%. Alabama was 46%. SPR total, 42 and 42%, folks. Evenly matched teams, hence the score, 20 to 19. On the explosive play side of the house, folks, Texas had seven explosive plays. Alabama had six explosive plays. The explosive play rate for um, Alabama was 9.7%, so let's just say 10%. Explosive play rate total for Texas was 11%, so 10.6%. But um, when it came to the passing side of the house, Alabama was around 7%. They passed just a little bit more. Texas was at 13.8, so about 14%. What do I call an explosive play, folks? An explosive play for the run side of the house is any run 15 yards or more. An explosive play for the pass side of the house, folks, is any pass 20 yards or more. So if I go down to the Nino's corner number. So, folks, Nino's corner number is how effective, how efficient an offense runs. A lot of things go into the Nino's corner average, folks. The average – the NCAA average, just by going through the numbers from last season, is around 45 points for the NCN on the offense and the defense. The higher the number, the better. When you take a look at the NCN number here um, for the Texas offense, NCN number, the total is right there, 54.44. That is the NCN offensive score um, for Texas. They had a really good offensive game. Um, when, when it comes to that and above that, right? you know, I wouldn't say really good. That an above average NCN score here um, for the offensive side of the ball. That takes into account, folks, your touchdowns, your your total yardage, um, your turnovers, the amount of times you're sacked, the penalties that you had, right? The, um, the amount of times you're tackled for loss, uh, uh, your successful play rate. So the SPR I have listed here as the SR. So the total for the game was forty two point four two percent. NCN number goes to fifty four point four. So a very efficient game here by Texas. If they could have punched the ball in a little bit more in those end zones, uh, look, Texas is looking at winning this game. Alabama. Alabama's uh, NCN score, folks, I got it at a 43.23, a little bit below average. Um, the average is 45 points. Their SPR, again, is just like Texas at, at, at 42. Alabama's offense was very finicky. They didn't light it up until, the, until basically the fourth quarter, folks. That's when Bryce Young went nuts, 188 yards in the fourth quarter. They had some pretty, pretty piss poor second and, 
in uh, third quarters when it comes to this, uh, their their SPR or their successful play rate. Racking in a 13.3 SPR for the second quarter and an 11.1 for the third quarter. That's what dipped their, their total NCN offense score down so much because Texas's defense was definitely holding that Alabama offense um, to some pretty pedestrian numbers there in the second and the third quarter, only amassing 40 yards of offense in the second quarter and another 16 yards of offense in the third quarter. Kudos to that Texas defense. And now on the defensive side of the ball, it's a big disparity here, folks. And people are going to say, Alabama won the game. How did they have a, a, a NCN defensive score of 26 points? Well, because they had nine penalties, folks. Penalties are something that counts into these NCN scores well. They had nine penalties. Um, to Texas's zero penalties on the defensive side of the ball. So those things that you have to look into, folks. Texas finishes with three sacks. Alabama finishes with two. Um, interceptions, none for your team. No fumbles. So good on on on, on the offense. It's not the defenses. Um, no fourth down stops, and we'll get to that in a minute. And, you know, tackles for loss. Texas best at Alabama, four to two. And both Texas allowed two touchdowns. Bama allowed one. But the key metric here is Bama had nine penalties. That drove the score all the way down. This is not a very efficient defense um, in in this game, you know. So you know, just take it for what you want to take it for. Let's go down, folks. I want to talk about the personnel side of the house. The personnel side of the house, the uh, personnel packages. So here are my formations. Here you're looking at zero formation. You're looking at uh, ten, which is uh, one tailback, zero tight ends, right? Four, um, you know, basically wide receivers. There, empty is nobody in the backfield. Um, pretty much five wide. Um, Eleven folks is one one tight end, one running back. Twelve is one running back, two tight ends. Twenty personnel is two running backs, no tight ends. And guys, you get the thing. Twenty one, two two running backs, one tight end. Twenty two, two and two for the for the running backs and tight ends. And then twenty three, I like to call the uh, jumbo package here, um, is two running backs three tight ends and in, in, in this instance i think this is when texas ran the ball for a touchdown and that's when they had byron murphy if i'm not mistaken um lined up there at the fullback position and andre carrick playing a little bit of that tight end as well and then we had the jumbo package the jumbo package folks texas ran this 11 times and you would think with the jumbo package texas texas would be able to run the ball a lot better because you have an extra offensive lineman in the jumbo package, Texas put Andre Carrick as their second tight end, along with JT Sanders as the first tight end. Texas had 11 plays, folks, in that jumbo package. 11 plays, okay? Out of those 11 plays, um, eight were pass plays, three were run plays. Um, two of those run plays were unsuccessful. Uh, one play, which was a, a one-yard run, it was the jumbo package in 23 formation. Um, Texas ran the ball in to the end zone with Bijan for a touchdown. So it was one play for one yard touchdown. The other two plays folks minus four yards on those two plays in the jumbo package. Um, but where jumbo package really shined at folks was in the pass play was in the past, you know, like pro having, having, having Carrick out there as another offensive lineman was able to um, pair him either on the right side or the left side with Jones or Kelvin Banks jr. Um, so that they can put in the most pass protection possible for Quinn and Hudson Carr as well. Um, so in those eight pass plays, Texas was successful in six of them for 75% uh, successful play rate in the passing game. 
Um, so that was really good for the jumbo side of the house in that jumbo package for, you know, folks, let me highlight that line for you. That's that jumbo package, 75% successful play rate in the jumbo package, 33% successive play rate in the running um, side of the house. You only got one out of three and that one was a one yard touchdown. Um, Rivers, Texas, very successful at when uh, they had to pass the ball. If you look here, folks, Texas was very successful in 12 personnel regular 12 personnel with JT Sanders and Gunnar Helm, not the jumbo 12 personnel with, with Andrew Carey. So they had 10 run plays, 10 pass plays for a total of 20 plays um, in, in, uh, in that 12 personnel. 10 of those plays were successful. Three running plays were successful, seven pass plays. They had a 30% SPR for the run, you know, for the uh, 12 personnel, but a 70% SPR for the pass and SPR total of 50% there, folks for that 12 personnel. So three explosive plays, two of them were in the passing game, one of them in the running game. Uh, so the, the XPR, so the explosive play rate in the run game was 10% in the 12 personnel and 20% in the passing. So in 12 personnel, one out of every five plays, Texas uh, basically um, had 20 yards or more on a, on, a, on, a, on a catch basically in 12 personnel. Very successful for them in in the passing game was twelve personnel. Um, also, you know, you know, twenty one personnel folks. We basically had eight plays total, and then folks, that is two running backs and one tight end. Out of those eight plays, only two successful plays. Um, one of those plays was a pass play, and one was a run play. So we really weren't too successful in the twenty one personnel set when it came to um, actually running the ball only had one successful run play for 14% SPR rate uh, for 21 personnel. We had no 22 personnel. We had one 23 personnel. That was the Bijan run. And let's take a look at the at the um, one that we used the most at the personnel package. That was 11 personnel, folks. Nine run plays, 14 passing plays, 23 plays total, nine, successive, nine su- successful plays total. So in 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, folks, um, we were successful only uh, five out of the 14 pass plays for a successful play rate of 36%. We were successful uh, four out of the nine run plays in 11 personnel uh, for 44% successful play rate in the running game. Only one explosive play, and I think that explosive play actually came in the passing game. Um, so there, there we have it, folks. That that's kind of the Texas um, play formation here when it when it came to the uh, to the game here. You know, we had ten personnel, but not a huge sample size. Only seven plays there. Uh, you know, you know, two running plays there, um, and um, yeah, none of those running plays and ten personnel were successful. However, if you look at the passing plays, five of those, three were successful um, for a 60% successful play rate. So, folks, that is the nuts and bolts there for the Texas personnel packages when we talk about formations. Let's look at Alabama's. Alabama, where were they most successful, folks? They went empty here in the end of the game. They abandoned the run completely, going empty to pass the ball. And in empty, um, they had eight passing plays, folks. And they were uh, successful in six of those for 
SPR, successful play rate. None of those plays were explosive in, in the past game, meaning that they didn't go over 20 yards, but they were successful, you know, but they were successful basically moving um, the chains down the field, getting first downs and getting uh, basically ready to score a touchdown or a field goal on that last drive here to, 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 to get that game winning field goal. Um, one thing that I want to say about the uh, empty personnel, when Alabama did go empty, you can tell this is where Texas's depth at the uh, at the cornerback position probably had to be addressed here. And that's why it's good to have guys like Malik Muhammad here, you know, um, um, in the fold here as well for the for, you know, you know, just for the upcoming cycle here, folks, uh, because we're going to need some cornerback depth here. And um, it, it showed yesterday when Texas did go to empty. Alabama was very successful against Texas in empty. Um, where else was Alabama successful? They were successful in the passing game uh, in 21, but it, it's not a huge sample size, folks. Two plays in 21, um, and they were successful 100% of the time in passing, um, which was on, which was only one time. Uh, in the running, 10 personnel, te- uh, Alabama was successful uh, 50% of the time, you know, in the running game, and 50% of the time in the passing game. They had 12 passing plays and two running plays. So not a huge sample size on the run side of the house, but in the passing side of the house, out of 10 personnel, uh, they were successful 50% of the time. That means uh, six of those passing plays out of 10 personnel were successful. Where did uh, Alabama have the most, um, you know, running plays and passing plays? What was their pretty much their base formation, folks? That was 11 personnel. They had 27 plays. Um, 13 running, 14 passing, pretty pretty even. Out of those 27 plays, 11 were successful. Six of them in the running, um, which means they were uh, successful 46, you know, 46% of the time in the running plays. In the passing side of the house, they were successful 36%. Um, they kind of abandoned that, especially in the fourth quarter, went to empty a lot and were very successful, folks. So those are some of the stats, folks, that I kind of go over a lot here. This is kind of my mad scientist stuff, you know, uh, guys that I like to to do. But let's flip into the quarterback side of the house and just kind of show you how successful Quinn Ewers was in his only quarter of play. Quinn Ewers had 12 plays, folks. He had 12 total plays that he affected, meaning that he passed the ball basically or ran the ball, not handing the ball off, but 12 plays that he had to do something with. Out of those 12 plays, they were all passing plays. Uh, he, um, he had – a successful play rate, folks. Nine out of those 12 passing plays for Quinn Ewers were successful. Nine out of 12, folks. That means Quinn Ewers was, was, was successful 75% of the time here, folks, when he passed the ball in the first quarter, 75% of the time. Now, you bounce that off Hudson Card. Hudson Card had, um, he had the, he had three running plays, 24 passing plays, 27 total plays, he was successful in the run game, two out of those three plays, so really good, 67%. And in the passing game, though, nine out of 24 for 37.5%. So that's the difference, folks. And I'm not not knocking Hudson because he's he's on one leg here, so we had to kind of um, basically call plays based upon his physical ability at that point in the game. Um, but the think about it, folks. The arm talent with, with Quinn is exceptional. It just is what it is. Um, he, he's just – a better talent of the arm than pretty much a lot of people in the country, not just on this team. I mean, that's not a knock on Hudson card or, or anybody else that was in the field that, that day, but he had the best arm talent on the field. And that was including Bryce young. 
Bryce Young, folks, we take a look at his plays. Bryce Young, he had 45 total plays, four running plays, 41 passing plays, um, and he was uh, basically successful. If I take a look at, at his success rate uh, in the passing game, he was only successful 46% of the time in the passing game, but in the running game, he was successful. Two out of those four running plays he had, none uh, bigger uh, than that last one he had to uh, get Alabama into uh, field goal position on the missed tackle there from uh, Ryan Watts. Um, but if you look at a, we got metrics here, folks. Uh, let's take a look. If you want to go down to per down metrics, first down for uh, Ewers, you know, so, you know, so Quinn Ewers here, folks, his first down metrics, second and third down metrics, his per down metrics here on the passing side of the house. Um, he was successful 83% of the time. In the passing game here on first down, 67% on second down um, and 67% on third down. So he is a very successful quarterback, folks. Didn't get to fourth down to pass the ball, but overall 75% of the of the time there. Hudson Card, if you take a look at Hudson Card stats here, you know, folks, here's Hudson Card stats. On, on first down, you're looking at him being successful 46% of the time on passing plays. On second down, 50% of the time on passing plays and 100% on running plays. Uh, third down, he was not successful at all on third downs, folks. Um, and he had one running play and – I'm sorry, he had five passing plays and – yeah, five five passing plays and, and one running play. So passing plays, he was not successful. Running plays, he was not successful on third down. That hurt Texas a lot, and we'll talk about that here in a minute as well. Um, and then Bryce Young. Bryce Young was off the chain on 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 certain downs here, folks. Fourth down is is you know like that's the money down. He was one for one, folks. Hundred percent SPR on fourth down, first down, second down, and third down. He was on the passing side of the house. Sixty nine percent of that he was he had an SPR rate on first down, uh, second down, and third down is where Texas kind of neutralized that, folks. Twenty five percent. Uh, you know, SPR on second down and 33% SPR on third down, folks. Texas did great things to neutralize him um, in on the second and third down. I'm going to break this up by quarters, I think, for the next game so we can see just how how well they did on, on downs, but also on those downs per quarter. So, folks, I'll talk about that for the next time. I promise you that. But one thing I do want to bring up prior to us getting out of here, let's go back to the team stats. Uh, let's check the third down metrics. This is one thing that Texas has to shore up, folks. We've got to shore up our third downs here uh, just for the simple fact that on third down, on third and long, third and long, Texas had four third and longs. Texas was successful on third and long zero times, folks. That is 0 for 4 in this game, 0 for 5 in the ULM game. So for the season right now, Texas on third and long, which is seven yards or more, 0 for 9 on the season. Third and shorts, we've been doing great. We were 100% last week, I think 5 for 5 on third third and short last week. Um, and this week on third and short, we had five, we had five uh, third and short. We were five for five. So again, we were a hundred percent on third and short here for the season, uh, but 0% on third and long plays of seven yards or more. Now, if you go look at this from the Alabama side of the house, third and short, they had four plays. They were only successful on third and short one time. So Texas did a great job on third and short of stopping Alabama. What killed Texas Third and longs, Alabama was in third and longs nine times. They were successful. Take a look here, folks. They were successful two of those nine times on third and longs. 
Um, and that pretty much was the game there. And I think one of those third longs was that last play that Bryce got out there and ran the ball and put Texas, I'm sorry, put Alabama into field goal position. But folks, those are the stats. It's kind of what I do, folks. I'm a, I'm a stat guy. I got a master's in, um, in, you know, in data analytics. Um, so, um, I love doing that kind of stuff, but just to break down some of the metrics that we had there, you know, you know, guys, Great game by Texas on the defense side of the ball and on the offense side of the ball. Kudos to Hudson Carr for being one of those guys just to tough it out and be gritty, man. Great game by Hudson. I would have loved to see him healthy. I think a healthy Hudson Carr probably wins that game. Um, and then I think Texas sees that the future is bright with a guy like Quinn Ewers coming in and being that guy that is going to be our QB of the future. But on that note, folks, man, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking the stats out with me. Uh, this is going to be more, more and more to follow, folks. But uh, on that note, folks, man, do you guys. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Nino's Corner, I'm out. Hook them all day long. Horns always up.